You're listening to my daddy, the sex man. Be better than yesterday. I gotta be better than yesterday. No matter if I'm playing six man or star, I'm better than yesterday. I gotta be better than yesterday. I gotta be better than yesterday. No matter if I'm playing six man or star, I'm better than yesterday. We gotta be better, do better. That's every minute, every second. Drop a juice, hope you collecting them. The voice of the people, we all gon' get heard. This real feel never clear what I say. Always tuned in, never tuned out. Gotta stay woke and be a sleepwalker. Gotta stand up, got too many stand out. Stay ready, like the six man of the year. We up now. We, we, we up now. Be better than yesterday, I gotta be better than yesterday. No matter if I'm playing six man or star, I'm better than yesterday. George's County this morning. Just a few minutes ago, police and county leaders detailed the charges the teacher is facing and what they've discovered about that fight so far. Fox 5 Stephanie Ramirez is live tonight in Largo with what we're learning. Stephanie. And I can tell you, county leaders are very upset, saying what the teacher did to this 17-year-old student is criminal. Now, we have video of this fight now being investigated. Prince George's County Police Chief Hank Stowinski says it happened at around 10.23 this morning at Largo High School. The teacher is a woman in her mid-30s. She's wearing a gray shirt in the video. Also in that clip, you see a 17-year-old student bump her before the teacher swings at the student from behind in a violent scene erupts. Now, the teacher has not been named, but we are told she could be facing physical child abuse and second-degree assault charges. Here's County Executive Angela Alsobrook's response to the teacher's actions. Everything about this particular incident was completely unacceptable. Um, I had a chance to review the video, and I understand that this is still under investigation, as the chief has indicated. Uh, but anyone who views this video will agree that it makes you feel absolutely irate. 
Now, here's the other thing. It's not just the teacher involved here. Police are also investigating this student. We're told by police that the student was also seen in the video kicking and punching the teacher when she could have stood to the side. So, again, they are looking at possible juvenile charges for this student as well. But we're told right now at least or around 40 students and administrators are now being questioned in this investigation. We're live in Largo. I'll toss it back to you. Stephanie, thank you. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Welcome back to the show. It's Real Talk with the Six Man. I am your host, the Six Man. And uh, in the last coming few months, there's been a lot of talk about um, the education system. There's been a lot of talk about, um, you know, what, what are the boundaries between teachers and students. And I look at it like respect is earned and they need to go both ways. The teachers need to respect the kids and the kids need to respect the teachers. But we've seen in recent months with um you know on social media twitter facebook and even just a few days ago in lago maryland that it was a teacher who um, was charged with um i think it was child abuse and assault with a child um i still don't know exactly how old the child was i think they told me that she was 16 um but in the conversation online you can tell that this wasn't their first you know kind of um i don't want to say altercation but you can tell this teacher was frustrated, and I, I, I had the I had the uh, the opportunity to talk to another teacher who um, worked closely with another teacher who worked at Lago, and she happened to tell me that this teacher specifically had told them just recently in a meeting that you know what her what her um, concerns were that you know she feels like the school has a lack of um, a lack of empowerment with the teachers. They don't give them the type of support that they think they need, and so it's just a lot of needs that teachers you know, don't get and want. And it seems like the school systems, depending on where they are, you know, just don't get it to them. I was just recently um, looking at a um, situation that's in Chicago and the, the teachers union there and the teachers there, they're going on strike because they feel like they're just overworking, underpaid. And I think um, there are many more dynamics to the teacher, um, the teacher uh, student relationship. And I think that if the teacher student relationship is built off trust and respect, I think it can go a long way. So I got a friend who's a colleague um, and also um, somebody who works in education. Uh, I think her situation is a little bit different than regular DC or Maryland or public schools because she works with disadvantaged youth. And I know they come with all types of, um, I don't wanna say issues, but I would say concerns. And so I wanna get in a dialogue with her and just kind of dive into this logo thing first and you know, kind of figure out you know where we going from there. So, um, I know this week it was a little, you know, I mean, I'm pretty sure you saw it and just was wondering what you thought about the whole Lago situation and the teacher. Um, from what I saw, that wasn't their first encounter. Something yeah. had to happen before. And I know somebody that works there, they said that the young lady had stepped on the lady's foot, had spit on her in the past. Mm. So it was just like, at that point, the teacher... Spit on the teacher? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, so she been oh she yeah, so she been taking it for a while. Wow. So she just had a breaking point. Like everybody has a breaking point. So I guess Friday she you know couldn't handle she it. couldn't take it. No and more. even in and even in the video, even in the video, you say that she stepped on her foot, and I'm like, of course, from the video we can't see right. the ground level, but I did see the book bag bumper mm -hmm. a little bit, and in my mind I was I, I ain't gonna lie, I, I, I watched the video like ten times, mm -hmm. and sometimes people tell me um. Or why are you acting ignorant? No, 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 no. I'm trying to really find out What's what happened. Like, right. why did she get that upset? And then by the by the eighth or ninth time, I pushed pause and I was like, you know what? This is something where they've been going back and forth yeah. 
you know, this ain't something that just happened, happened today. Friday, this right. is something, this is a buildup, yeah. right? And so you just mentioned that she spit on her. Yeah. I'm like, how, how can, I mean, how can a student spit on a teacher and that not be um, looked at as assault and charges yeah. being filed? But yet when this student and this teacher interact in this way, I even heard people ignorantly say, and I'm going to say ignorantly, I even heard people ignorantly say, why would she try to run? After the girl, after she seen a girl took off her jacket, if she wanted that heat, she should have stood. I said, well, first and foremost, I feel like it's neither here or there. Like, it shouldn't, this shouldn't have never happened regardless. And again, I look at respect. I look at, you know, the the, the, the teacher-student relationship. And clearly, they did not have a good one. So, in those cases, do you ask for the, the student to be removed from your class? Do you talk to the principal to see, like, what, what, what are some preventative measures that can be taken in terms of, you know, not having this incident happen. Well, at my school, I only can speak for where I work. When you ask for a student to be removed, they will remove the student maybe for a day or two, but they coming back to your room. So wow. it's like nothing is really resolved. So all the kids see, oh, I can disrespect her. I'm going to be chilling for a few days and I can come back and it can start all over again. Wow. So it's not really nothing the teachers can do, the administrators. Like everybody is like, the kids basically got all the power because we're going to be wrong regardless because we the adults in the situation so and 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 it's twofold because it's like you know you you get the heat from the 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 kids right and then when the parents get there it's a whole nother heat because now they don't even really want to hear what their child did why why did you put your hands on my child Mm -hmm. why did you so i mean how does that how does that work it's some parents who know that their children are in the school acting like crazy people. But some parents just like, what you do to my child? Why are you talking to my child like that? Like, I've been cussed out, called, all types of names, but it was still my fault. Like, what did you do for him to call you that? Wow. So, it's, like, I don't know. It's wow. crazy. That's tough. Yeah. So, let's get into let's get into what you do and how long you've done it and kind of why, you know, that profession has been something that you've kind of done, you know, thus far, because I know it can't be an easy task at all. Like. It's definitely not. So this is year 19 for me, um, wow. teaching. So I teach in D.C. I teach at an alternative elementary school, and it sounds weird, but it's an alternative elementary school. So we take all children who have, getting, who have gotten kicked out of D.C. public schools. They can't go to their neighborhood school, so they have to come to our school. So is that what alternative means? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so that's your last alternative before we lock you up, yeah, pretty this, much. This is it. Okay. Um, so we do behavior management, emotional, like, um, we have a lot of special ed children. So we have 14 sped classrooms. We have um, these rooms called MSDR rooms where they go and they punch on punch bags and tear the walls up when they want to. Wait, it. wait, wait. What now? The room is called what? The MSDR. Can, room. What's, what's, can you can you tell um, me what MSDR means? It's like management service something. MSDR. Go in there and get your motherfucking yeah. mind right. So they take okay. them in there when they wilding out or when they need to like punch the wall, kick the wall. It's carpet. They can tear the carpet up. They do whatever they need to do. And this is standard procedure. Like mm-hmm. going there and do your thing. Mm-hmm. Get it off. Get it off and then go back to whatever you was doing. Wow. Okay, so 19 years. Yes. Um. I like what I do. I love what I do. I prefer to work in the city. Okay. Um, it's just something about working with inner city kids. It's just like, it's just a different feel. Um, What's that feeling, though? What, I mean, if you had to compare it with working in Virginia or Maryland, like, what would be the difference that you would tell somebody that this is why I want to work with D.C. kids? I did a year in Virginia. Um, I just didn't, I just didn't feel the same love 
that I felt from working in the city. And Ooh. it sounds weird, because um, kids are kids, they gonna like you regardless. Right. But um, working with white children, it's a different kind of connection, because we don't have the same skin color, so they don't think they can relate to me. Mm. But working with kids that grew up in the city, like we could talk about anything, Jordans, TV, like they feel like they can, I look like their family. Right. So it's a more comfortable. Auntie. Yeah. Okay. And so why, would, why wouldn't a white kid think that they could relate even though, I mean, you're a teacher. I mean, it's right. not like you there to just be specific on, you know, one ethnicity. You're there right. to kind of feed the mind. Yeah. So, it was just a weird situation. Like, even the people I was working with, the adults I was working with, would look at me a different kind of way. Like, I didn't know what I was talking about. So, if the adults looking like that, and they overhear the, the kids overhear the adults talking like that, then they going to pick up on it. And it just was, mm. I was just excited. And so, I have you ever, I mean, have you ever seen or heard a white kid use the term nigga to either another white student? Or another black kid, even if they was cool or not? Yes. Out there, when I was working in Virginia, yes. They used that word all the time. Because it was a lot of Hispanic kids that went there, too. Okay. So they were called the Hispanic kids, nigga. So why is that? I mean, why is that word so universal? With, where it's just kind of... I mean, because as we see on TV, I mean, most recently, you know, um, you know, we've seen people use this N-word and, you know, go off. Right. Okay. And, like, for me, I had a conversation with a homie. Um, maybe like two days ago and I was just we were talking about the situation with um, Mason Rudolph and Miles um, uh, Garrett and he was basically like Mason Rudolph must have called him a nigga or something I was like even still Slim even if he called him a nigga why would, why would he have to exert that much anger right. for that word as freely and I mean I, I mean, not or... saying that I'm excusing it right. but as freely as that word is used in All our culture and our music you know, all races feel like if they cool and they and, and they in a group, they feel like they can use that term. How's that term still used, but then used as a way to be disrespectful, right. you know, or, or be aggressive? Like right. I don't understand that. So I tell the little boys in my room, they can say whatever they want, but we are not going to call each other that word. And it okay. took a long time for them to understand. And this was in Virginia. No, this is in my school. Oh, now, okay. So they don't they don't say the N word. They do they. Oh, my bad, Miss Knox. I'm sorry. Okay. But we have white people that work at our building. I said it's the same thing. If the white person came in here and called you a nigga, you'll be ready to fight. But your homie can call you a nigga, and it's okay. It's still disrespectful, regardless of who's saying it. Have you ever asked them how do they define? You know how it's disrespectful for one race to say it, but it's okay for our race to say it. All they say is because they white. They yeah. not supposed to say it. That's all they know. Uh. But I keep, I try to tell them it's disrespectful for whoever says it. It's disrespectful, but uh. it's something to still use it. But it's more. I mean, do they even know where the term "nigga" came from? No. Wow. See, that's so. That's that's a history lesson right. all in itself. Because they said, "Well, I, my mother said at home. My mother called me that." So. It's okay. I'm like, well, it's not okay. I mean, I'm not laughing, but I could just see that. Look, if you'll sit your... Yeah. You know what? I'm going to whoop your little ass. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, what what was kind of the driving force? Like, when you made that decision to go into education, mm -hmm. you know, and I, and I know you probably had that tipping point at some point. Like, you know, is this really what I want to do? Like, what, like, what was... What, what's the what's the motivating drive to keep you going to want to keep teaching the kids because I mean you know when you say DC 
and you get that different feeling. I mean, as we all know, the you know the, the youth of you know now, and I don't want to just use DC as example, but you know Maryland, PG. I mean these these kids did not, and when I say did not, I mean did not grow up and see a lot of the stuff that we saw. And I, I was talking to a mental health expert, and he used the term fight or flight right but mm -hmm. he was like now it ain't fight or flight no more it's just flight mm -hmm. because they don't they run from everything you know if, yeah. if the grades too hard i mean he was saying that his kids in in his profession his mental health clinic he sees a higher rate of suicide in kids under 21 mm -hmm. you know based off pressure from the house mm -hmm. not producing grades stuff like that and then you got these kids who got these broken homes M mother dead but she on drugs father right. locked up the streets is teaching them now and it's like now is and these are the kind of kids that you teach them, mm -hmm. right? And so it's like how like like what's the what's the driving force to keep going? I mean, twenty years, I mean, that's that's not a that's not a short period of time. Right. So I would say, um, from the time I've been doing started to now, um, the kids that I had when I first started, like somebody just reached out to me yesterday after she watched the video and said I couldn't even imagine one of us doing that to you in the classroom 20 years ago, let alone now. So yeah. that, like, the connection I still have with my kids that I had, my very first class right. to the class I have now, um, when they see me on the street, they show me love. Like, <laughs> they see me out, and it's just, like, all of, like, wherever I go, like, they just, it's just something about it. I don't know. I can't explain it. I mean, how would you, how would you explain the difference of how you teach uh, based on other teachers like what's your what's your style what's your flow with the kids? I just in the beginning of the school year I just get to know them like we not talking about no school work we like the first couple of weeks I just want to know who you are like I'm gonna call your mother if I gotta go to your house I'm gonna go to your house we gonna have some type of connection we're gonna still do some school work but we need to have that one-on-one -on -one Time where I can get to know everybody. And so how much how much information do you all get with the kids when when they get enrolled and you know they're gonna be in your class? Like how much information do you get from from the school system to say okay you got twenty eight kids here's their names but how much information comes with that name? Um, well, right now in my homeroom I have twenty six kids. Fifteen out of those twenty six have paperwork. And when I say paperwork, they have some type of emotional. Or learning disability, they on some type of medication. They see a therapist. They got a social worker. They live in a shelter. So we get all this paperwork in the beginning of the year, so we know how to navigate around their situation. Like last mm. year, I had a child that could not have scissors. So every time we did something with scissors, I had to be like right beside him because wow. he would like try to stab somebody, try to stab himself. Wow. Another young lady couldn't have glue. She gonna eat the glue. So we gotta give you tape because you can't use the glue so it's stuff like that that we just got to be mindful of and how, and how do you and how do you track that you just gotta, rem day to gotta day. remember it so like i got mean? somebody that, this year that has seizures so loud noises um quick trigger. movements it's like everybody gotta be ready just in case and 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 so people i mean i tend to talk about mental health a lot right mental mm -hmm. health mental illness and i and i tend to talk about it so much people are like well why you always talk about it I said, well, if you think about it this way, I mean, in in some of the neighborhoods that we grew up, especially in Southeast where I grew up, I mean, if you grew up in Southeast between 1980 and 1995, you've seen some traumatic shit in your mm -hmm. life, right? And so if you don't have the right health care, if you don't have the opportunity to go to a doctor, guess what? You have some form of PTSD. Yeah. 
I mean, it's no way you can tell me that. So when I see these kids acting out in class or when I see these teachers, and I mean, guess what? These teachers, you know, some of them were, were raised and born in mm -hmm. the same neighborhoods. Now, even though they made it out, right. went to college, got their degree mm -hmm. and their profession, guess what? They got triggers too. Mm -hmm. So I can't automatically judge a teacher for what she do based on what I see on a, video. a quick, yeah. you know, minute and a half video because when, like I say, when I got to the eighth time watching it, I was like, nah, this is something. This they they because it was the way the girl was standing in front of her, right. like whatever. Yeah, like we did this before. You know how I get down, exactly. right? And so and, and and you should have saw me too because I'm I'm I turned it down and I'm like voiceovering like right. bitch. Didn't I tell you get this? I mean what? What you fuck you going? Yeah. And I'm and I'm laughing at myself, but I'm like this is the type of shit. That's going on, but everybody's so quick to judge. We don't know what's going on with that teacher. Right. We don't know what's going on with that student. So how can how can we automatically judge? But I had a question about the mental health part. Like when so you you are a you know uh, you are an educator, mm -hmm. right? Do do educators in maybe in these type of situations do they end up having to take an evaluation to see what's going on with them? <laughs> do you all take these like do you all take mental test or evaluation just you know just as a way of saying that you are you know that you're clear for the year or that you certified yeah. or whatever the case may yeah. be the only wow. thing i've taken is a drug test that was it okay. and that's one time when i got hired haven't taken one since so they don't know what is going on with people we don't have a check-in type situation none of that so it's like everybody is dealing with whatever they're dealing with you yeah. got to come and be in charge of somebody's child and this stuff like this happens because you right. don't know what that lady was going through. I mean, so so you said that you've been called out your name. What mm -hmm. what's maybe one of the most extreme things you had to deal with? Like when you, I mean, when you got home, you needed a drink like immediately. <laughs> like, or you you couldn't even make it home. You had to stop at the liquor store. Like, nah, I got to stop at the liquor store right now. What I would say the most extreme is this year. It's this one child. I don't know what I do or I don't do to him for him. I don't know. But he called me everything other than my name. I've been a dumb bitch, an ugly bitch. He going to kill me. He going to fuck me up outside. I'm just like, I don't even know. All I said was, can you have a seat? And he just goes from there. And now, all, does he have paperwork? No. No paperwork? No. And all other kids just sitting there looking at him like, what's really good? What's man? wrong? Right. They don't understand. Do 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 some of the other kids take up for oh, for, yeah. for you in class? Yeah, okay. they will. Yeah, okay, they will. but it's just like you don't know. Every day when he come in the room, I don't know what I'm gonna get. Some days he chilling. I can say, all right, y'all, take out your paper. Fuck you. What the fuck? I'm sorry. I just said take out your paper. Yeah. Um, so I just call somebody. They take him out for like five or ten minutes. And he writes. And so, how, and how do the, what's the preventative measures in the school? Like, how does that work? Do you guys got like a pen? You got to make a phone call with a walkie talkie. Oh, we got a walkie talkie. Okay. And so, how quick is the response? Like, oh, it's, it's quick. It's, okay. It's quick. It's okay. Quick. And so, does do, I know we 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 see a lot of the schools, and they say they got the uh, the, the the school police officer. Do you all have any school police officers? We have behavior coaches. We don't have police officers. Okay. So somebody told me this, so I want to get into that. What the hell is a behavior coach? What is that? Is it another teacher <laughs> with a certain type of specific training? Yeah. Or? Okay. That's all it is. But um, no police officer. No, we don't have no police These officers. kids in here got paperwork. Some of them don't got paperwork. Yeah. You know, you clearly, you, 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 as the school days go on, you right. clearly see what their issues are. Right. The school know what their issues are. 
and there's no like I don't understand that part. No, That's we, the part that scared me. We don't have no paper. I mean, we don't have no security. We don't have no metal detectors. It's just you go in there off of faith. Like it's not gonna happen to that. Yeah. Twenty years. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> the first school I ever worked at, we had metal detectors, but the school I'm at now, we don't have metal detectors. And I'm not even gonna say the metal detectors work because I mean, shit. When I went to school, you could sneak anything. I mean, I, I mean, listen. I walked through the metal detector. Right. I paid the security guard. I mean, the security guard, he just look at me, keep it moving. All right, bet. Me keep it moving. Principal like, Kevin, you, oh, I know, I think that was my belt. Security guard like, no, he good, he good, dog, go ahead. So, I, I mean, I, I think, it, this, I mean, of course, the this, the the uh, metal detectors are deterrent, but they don't really they don't stop. Work, so, yeah. in my mind, I'm like, this being a, a different, you know, alternative school, mm-hmm. I would think that the same type of security that they have at a regular, you know, um, public school, you know, you guys would probably have that plus more. I think it's because it is an elementary school. Like, we have kindergarten to eighth grade. So, you don't think that, like, a fifth grader is going to come with a knife or a gun. But, I mean, what all about the dudes, it, 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 at Kip. I can already say what well, at Kip DC. Yeah. My man had a Glock. Yeah. Mad locked and loaded. Yeah. So, ready to do whatever. So, and, and I was talking to a parent, and the parent was like, you know, um, you know, we can't really. She was like, we can't, I, I'm not going to say blame. She said, but we, we really can't blame the kids because we got some kids that are really good mm-hmm. and they just come from these bad neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And in one instance, it was a child. I don't know if it made the news or not, but a child brought a gun to school. Um, family got involved. School administration got involved. And his story was, you don't understand what the fuck I go through every day. Right. I come out with my I, my door. I don't bother nobody. I put my headphones on. I walk to the bus stop, and I'm getting antagonized. I'm mm-hmm. getting pushed. I'm getting called a bitch. Right. I, I'm getting my trying to you know get my coat taken, and and you get tired of shit like that. Yeah. And I mean, even my my one of my stories is I was getting beat up when I was young at elementary school, and you know, long story short, I ended up buying a gun, and I felt like after I bought that gun in elementary school, that's why I went, that's why wow. when you said. You know, we got kindergarten yeah. to whatever. I'm like, I was in the fifth or sixth grade when I bought my first gun. Mm. And after I bought that gun, it changed my life. Like, right. I, I, I mean, at that moment, it was like nobody. It's going to bother me. Ever. Right. At, at all. I mean, and I, you know, I didn't do it because I wanted to show and tell. Right. I just wanted to make sure if I got it with me, you know, Joker jump out that I pull out. He's like, oh, damn, somebody yeah. got a gun. Right. And, and so it still happens. And it still happens for that reason, though. And, but we automatically go to the, oh, that's a bad kid. He out here doing this. And, but yeah. and, and actually, in this case, he was just trying, trying to, to get to school. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. So I don't understand why, you know, we automatically, um, you know, so to speak, target the kids when we know a lot of the issues come from these people's houses. Right. You know, these households, these broken homes, these parents and stuff like that. So what are some of the things that you've seen thus far throughout the 20 year period you know have we have we gotten better with the with the system and how things are getting set up i mean how much input do the teachers have you know like because i know you guys do like um what they call it in end of the year evaluations mm-hmm. where they ask you like okay right you know can this possibly be changed can we do this how much of that input have you seen you know in the school system i mean in your you know particular field have you seen gotten better has it gotten worse I would say some things have gotten better. Parent involvement from when I started till now has definitely gotten worse. Mm. And I would say because now the parents are getting younger and younger. Like, I teach sixth grade. 
And I have parents that are 24 and 25 years old. You have a 12-year-old. So it's like, how can you parent somebody? And you still still learn. You still trying to figure it out. So we don't have, like, a couple of weeks ago, we had a parent-teacher conference. Between the two sixth-grade classes that I have, we had three parents come out of, like, 50 children. Wow. So it's just like, we call parents. We get hung up on. We don't get return phone calls. They blocking the numbers until something like what happened at Lago happened. Then now everybody is concerned. We want to be involved. Yeah. And it's on social media. Right. So I would say current involvement. I don't know how it could be better, but I could say that's one of the things that's gotten worse. Since you've seen it. And we can't wait. And we can't wait till it get bad to, to try to want to fix things and when we see what happened in Lago I mean I just feel like you know I, we can't automatically be quick to judge and right. say whatever happened so I mean we're going to take a quick break y'all we're going to go back and we're going to um, you know kind of go go forward and try to see what are some things that we can kind of fix and you know I got a few questions about you know um, education overall just to see you know the differences and see how far we can go and see if it'll get better man so we'll be right back y'all y'all be easy I'm just captivated by these newest methods of mines And it's just fuel to the flame of this aggression of mines And just like fine wine, boy, we get better with time Cause I'm just moving, I'm moving, I'm moving, yeah I'm cruising, I'm cruising, I'm cruising, yeah I learned my lesson, what a price to pay And I just got up on my knees and talked to Christ today Cause I'm just moving, moving, Cause I be, cause I be I'm cruising, cruising, cause I be, cause I be I learned my lesson, what a price to pay and I um, woke up feeling blessed Told myself, gotta live and let go No regrets, forgiveness in my heart Never no stress Mellow breeze, AOT, we the best No Cali, on this road to riches For a minute, hate mileage Had some bustle on the way, guess who couldn't hold on Sad to say, times got real Look who didn't stay true Who you, this ain't no shade Just venting, no offense, forgot to mention You was my brother from another Nothing but love for you. Hope you shine. I've been told you nothing, no, no one gon' ever stop mine. Oh no, this my prime time grind. Hey, move. I'm moving, I'm moving, I'm moving. Yeah, I'm cruising, I'm cruising, I'm cruising. Yeah, I learned my lesson, what a price to pay. And I just got up on my knees and talked to Christ today. Cause I'm just moving, moving, moving. Yeah, I'm cruising, 
think, I mean, it's it's it, to me, it's crazy. And what we were just talking about, you know, you know, the student that got arrested, and you know, um, just thinking about some of the stuff that he might have gone through with his mother, that that overlaps into you, you mm-hmm. know, coming into the classroom. And so, going forward with not really understanding what their background is, you know, what they really go through. I mean, you said that if you got to go to their house or if you got to, you know, um, you know, call their parents. How many teachers not are not doing that? Like, how many teachers aren't being as proactive as you? Because I feel like, you know, if these students are this um, challenged, I use that word. If they're that challenged, like, how how far do some teachers go? And some teachers are are saying, well, when I get paid this, I don't get paid enough to do that, mm-hmm. right? So then yeah. you got some of the kids falling by the wayside just because teachers don't want to go the extra mile. Right. So I hear it every day. Um, oh, that's above my pay grade. I'm not doing that. That's not my child. But these parents are entrusting you with their children for seven hours a day. So those are your children. Like, we spend more time with these kids than their actual parents do. So it's like at some point in time, if your mother is not going to be your mother, I have to be your mother right. until June 17th. And right. then it's on her after that. But... I do what I can. I buy uniforms. I buy lunch. What? I buy uniform mm-hmm. for the kids. Yeah. Oh my God. Everything that they have, I buy no. Do you get? Do you, do you get birthday cards or Christmas yeah, cards or? Make oh, get cards you? Oh, okay, 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 okay. Um, I buy notebooks, folders, pencils, everything they need. They just have to show up for school. That's it. Right. Miss Knox will provide everything else that you need. Wow. So it's like, because if I don't buy it, they're not going to come to school with it. Right. So it's basically just coming. I got you. Yeah. Just all you got to do is show up and I got you from there. And so I was, I had a, um, I, I had a, uh, I went to an event um, and there was a lot of DCPS um, teachers there. Mm-hmm. And one of the teachers shared a story about a young lady. And it was kind of close to what you were saying where she had a young lady um, and she wasn't in the classroom with the young lady, but she was working in another room and it was a substitute teacher mm-hmm. in the class and she could hear this young lady out of everybody else just you know going in this this fuck mm-hmm. that this that so she said it, it, it frustrated her so much that she went in the classroom and just spoke to the young lady asked her how she was doing how her day was mm-hmm. whatever and she said the young lady you know what the fuck you coming in here for fuck you gonna do you know just going on her. and she said eventually she she was so nice to her Right. Mm-hmm. You know, at, at one point she was trying to, you know, just trying to figure out, you know, why she was that way. And then one day she says uh, the, the young lady was walking down the class, um, down the hallway and she, you know, com- confronted the young lady again. And they had like a quick, you know, how you doing, whatever. And then she just asked the young lady, she was like, who hurt you? Mm-hmm. And she said, the little girl started crying. What you mean? Who hurt me? Mm-hmm. And then she grabbed her, said she hugged her real tight. Um, she said that the look, the girl still was kind of, you know, um, standoffish but she said she can feel the tears she can feel her trembling mm-hmm. and she just whispered in her ear who hurt you mm-hmm. and she was like from then on she started breaking down telling her you know what her relationship was with her mother that's how her mother talked to her mm-hmm. and it's not like she want to be that way she just felt like that's all she know because in mm-hmm. my neighborhood you got him and mm-hmm. it was this whole relationship that grew now with this one kid but i'm like i know that has to be special for a teacher right to get i mean and not even being a teacher in her class like immediate teacher to her but to get that relationship and get that breakdown from her as a student i know that has to be rewarding Mm -hmm. for a teacher or somebody in the teaching field and it's like when you get that it's like okay i'm gonna see if i can get another one next year right i'm gonna see if i get another one next year 
But again, it's not a lot of teachers that's doing that. No. So how do we how do we measure out, you know, teachers per students or how many teachers are really doing that? Because they, you know, like you say, oh, that's above my pay grade. Right. But these kids need it though. Right. And we don't know what they're going through at home. We don't know the trials and tribulations, their PTSD, right. their mental health issues. You know, um, my man was telling me something about this, uh, um, the AD, ADHD. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that instead of properly, um, properly diagnosing these kids to find out what their actual issue is, they just put them on this ADHD medicine just mm-hmm. so they can get them back in school. Right. I was like, but you don't really know what's wrong with them. He right. was like, yeah, he said, that's the game, Kevin. That's, that's how they get yeah. paid. So they can't come to school if they don't have that medication. Right. So but, they go to children, they get their paperwork, get their medicine, so they can get back in school. But the medicine, what what is, I mean, does the medicine pinpoint no. what the issue is? It works for some of the kids, and some of the kids, they've been taking it so long, they immune to it. So they could take two, three pills a day, and they and still, it don't matter. And they, they still, still gonna off the wall. Off. Yeah. And that's because we're not taking the time mm-hmm. to really find out what's going on. So how do we, how do we, how do we, um, like, as a, as, as a community, I mean, not just teachers, because I know it's not, just a teacher's job. But what are some of the things you think could be done in the community that can help the kids, you know, on their way home from school and on their way to school? Like like some of the things that you think that, you know, the community could do. Um, oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I, I remember when I was little, on the way to the bus stop or whatever, I would see the police out. Like mm-hmm. the police would be there. And they weren't like um harassing the children because mm. i my my boys tell me all the time they don't mm. like the police because they harass me in my neighborhood i'm just going to the store they harassing mm. me they're not here to help so they have that like um negative view of the police mm. um i mean yeah why wouldn't they right um so i don't know i just remember when i was younger it was just so much stuff to do after school during the summer Hell that yeah. you wasn't getting into all this trouble like you had stuff to do they don't have anything to right. do. Like they don't have nothing. Basketball's to do. being closed down. Right. YMCA rec centers being closed down. Now, if you want to play football, you gotta pay. Like my boys that play football, they asking me to donate. And I remember when I was little, playing football was free. Like you just go to the rec and you can play football. Yeah. Like they asking for face mask and this and that. Their parents don't have the money, so. Right. I can't play because my mama don't have the money. So right. it's just like it's nothing for them to do. If they had activities in the city for them to do, then I don't. So think let's it talk be. about that. What kind of activities you think would help them? Because I saw a story. I can't remember what uh, city this was, but a guy would open up the school at night, right, and let all of the kids come, come in, in. Mm-hmm. at night, load the gym up, do whatever. I mean, just on that Friday night. Right. Now, of course. You still got Saturday and Sunday, Sunday right. but at least Friday night, everybody was saying you, you knew you knew where all the kids was at. So I'm like, you know, not saying that that would necessarily work, even though I'm pretty sure if somebody tried it, you know, it would work, it, it would work to a degree where some of these kids won't be in the street. They'd right. be in school. But what are some of the things that you think could possibly I mean, because I don't like talking about this man. I really don't like I, I mean, I don't even really like mentioning her and none of my <laughs> conversations, but it's hard not to, right. right? Because I'm dealing with a situation where, you know, off topic, I'm dealing with a situation with a family, the Austin family. Um, Mar- Mar- Marquise Austin was shot 15 times mm. by the police. And it's taken the police a year. When I got involved, it was a year. By the time I got involved, the police were just showing the family five minutes. And I mean, altered 
five minutes altered camera footage of what happened to their son that night. Altered, right? And so you mean to tell me 12 months after he's been dead, mm. you just showing the family five minutes what of what happened? happened? And so the mayor, taxpayers, D.C., mm. paid $5 million for this program. Body-worn camera program. Mm -hmm. Supposed to change, supposed to have transparency for the community. Now, dealing with this family, I've met other family, other mothers. So this family, not the only, it's like nine mothers. Mm -hmm. Kids have been shot and killed. I, I was a guy when I went down to um, the um, Wilson building to listen to the testimony of the five, the, the the like the five year program and how it's doing for the body cameras and all that. One guy was talking about how um, his nephew was the guy that was on. I think it was Eastern Avenue or Sherrill Road on the little four wheeler, and the police oh, officer ran yeah. him over and killed him. Yeah. And so you know, there's a lot of controversy there because mm -hmm. there's a police officer who's investigating that, who did the same thing to another kid. So how how's it that you're investigating this and you did this to another and you got off? So I mean, so it's just like we talk about the man, we talk about you know all the stuff that she's doing for the city, but what actually is she doing for this city besides building these buildings, building up all this? stuff? I mean, you not. I mean, when I heard that they was taking away money from from education, it, mm -hmm. it pissed because I'm like, what? you keep talking about these kids and what they supposed to do. But you taking more and more away from them. Like you just mentioned all the stuff that we used to do when we got out. I mean, when I got out of school, I ain't even go straight home. Right, because you had something to do. We went, we went, we went to the playground. Right. We we had we we had a game that we started at lunchtime that we, we need to finish. finish. Right. I mean, you know, we got on our bikes, we rode behind mm -hmm. Eastover, went up uh, Oxen Hill Farm. I mean, we had a lot of shit that we could do, and these kids don't have that. Don't have and now with this social media age and the music, I mean mm -hmm. everybody will say the music has a lot to do with it, but they don't they don't have anything to do. So where are these programs? Like, like in Baloo, when I went to Blue, they got an actual live shop mm -hmm. in Baloo now. I'm not, I haven't been up Dunbar and I haven't been up to um, a lot of the schools that's been remodeled, but from what I'm hearing, they have a lot of stuff in place mm -hmm. in these schools now that we didn't have. Mm -hmm. But even outside of that, I mean, even outside of school, because guess what? Everybody not coming to school. Right. And at some point you got to meet these kids where, where they, they are. At, right. Yeah. And so what, I mean, I'm just trying to think of what kind of programs or what kind of Things, you know, men like myself and my homies, something that we could do to provide that, you know, that uncle, that old head type of conversation with these kids just to talk to them. Because I'm like, if you if you if you get five and you get one, mm -hmm. that one can go back and get another one and then right. get another one and that can grow from there. But what type of like like because I want to I want to get into the school. Mm -hmm. Right. And so real quick, um, I, I, I had a. um meeting with the central principal at Baloo, and mm -hmm. I'm just going to put it out there. <laughs> and he told me to go up to the uh, DCPS uh, security uh, office that's mm -hmm. on um, North, um, North, North Alba Street. Mm -hmm. And so I went up there, did that, did the fingerprints and all that. They wrote me a letter stating that I had a criminal past, right? And when I looked at the charges, mm -hmm. the first charge that was on it was 1998. Mm -hmm. So, of course, in my mind, I'm starting to calculate like, wait a minute. Right. I thought they went back 10 years or whatever yeah. the case may be. What are we talking about? And now that's stopping me from I'm volunteering. Right? And now the letter is stating that I got to go back to these these courts and get a, what you call it, a, a deposition, which costs money. And so I was telling the press, I'm like, cuz, 
How is it that I'm trying to volunteer, but now I'm about to pay to volunteer? Yeah. That makes no sense. So I talked to the panel of the um, the teachers that was uh, DCPS that I ran into, and they said it was funny that I had brought that up because they had just had a meeting about, about that, that mm-hmm. about stopping good people mm-hmm. with a past that now want to come and help the school mm-hmm. system, and the school is uh, are kicking them out. Right. So. Um. Uh, the mayor. I listen. She's we're at my school. We're not a fan of her. Um, she hasn't come to our school. Like she don't go to the schools. Like I remember going to school in DC. Murray came to my school like all the time. He I was had, sweating, but he came. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a job in the summer. Like Every I think summer. that's like one of the things if she can get that back to how it was where everybody has a job and not like and I and I thought they had did that but it seemed like it just it's under the radar it was certain kids that got a job if you didn't have your mother's pay stub and this come on like everybody need a job just give them to do do something in the summertime where it won't be they just outside hanging out but I think her whole mission is to cater to the white people and not to the people who really live in the city, mm. not just living in D.C. because it's fashionable right now. Mm. So I think if she really got in touch with the city, then people will be more open to hear what she and, has to say. And when say. you say in touch with the city, how would that look? She needs to get out and mm-hmm. be in the city. Mm-hmm. Like she in Georgetown and she in the mm-hmm. white neighborhoods, but you might need to go over to Southeast and talk to them people. Just, mm-hmm. you know, see what's going on. But... Oh, she, she show up when there's a homicide or a shooting. Right. You know, show face on the camera. Her, yeah. her and uh, Chief Newsom. Yeah. I, don't, I, yeah. I mean, you know, he's another cocksucker that I really don't <laughs> care for either. I mean, because he loves to show face. Right. And you know, when it's really time, oh, where, where your chief at? He ain't nowhere to be found. He send the black chick. Right. To go show face yeah. or show the, the black dude. I'm mm-hmm. like, why we always got why why you why you can't come out here and talk? Now you right. talk on the. The topics where it's national news or it's got to be, oh, let me get my face in front of Nah, Slim. Uh, and, and so even with the jump outs right. and the situation where the dudes was in front of the little barbershop and mm-hmm. the police jumped out on them and mm-hmm. ended up patting Slim down, he ended up being the police. Because mm-hmm. in the video, when I saw him walking away in the video, I was like, what? Wait a minute. What the, what the fuck he going? And then that's when everybody peeped. Oh, that's y'all man. Where y'all man go? So mm-hmm. it's like, when you got tactics like that, you don't get that, that, that relationship with the community and the police. Cause right. it's like, what y'all doing? Right. How y'all, the gun task force? Have you heard about them? Mm-hmm. Oh, they terrible with the kids. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's all my kids talk about. Terrible. That's all they talk so, about. So, so, I mean, when we say policing, when we say the mayor, <laughs> when we say DC public schools, it just seems like it is not the same because even when I went to school, I can honestly say that all my teachers that I was in class with from, you know, I'm going to say second grade because I think, that's when it, I can really start remembering. Second grade on up, my teachers would either call my mother. Mm-hmm. They would either, you know, uh, make me stay after school, finish my work. I mean, it would be all these things that they cared about mm-hmm. these because they knew the area. Right. They knew what it was before we got there, 80s, drugs and all mm-hmm. that. They cared about us. Mm-hmm. And it's like now, not all the teachers like you right. don't care. Because now, like you say, a lot of these teachers that's coming out of college now, they not even 30. Right. And so they kids too. Yeah. Trying to teach kids. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how does that, how does that work? Like, um, I don't know. Because when I started teaching, I was 22. And I was teaching 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. So it was like, they thought I was a teenager. So I had to kind of like, 
build them up so they could build me up. Like I told, I still talk to them and I said, y'all taught me how to be the teacher that I am now. Mm. So you have to be open. Like teachers have to be open. Like, um, we have some teachers in our building who come and be like, these kids crazy. Yeah, they crazy. So they treat them how they think they are. Ah, So you can't, that makes sense. You can't treat them how you think they are. You have to treat them how you would want to be treated. So just like we would say, you got to change your mindset. It's like the teachers got to change their mindset too. Cause you got to think you wouldn't want nobody to talk to your child the way you talking to this child or how you treating them. Like you say, Oh, sit your dumb ass down. I don't say that, but I will say you need to sit your ass down. Like, come on y'all. Like, that's how I talk to them. Like, how their parents talk to them, but they know I'm not being mean. I'm just trying to relate to them. But that's your relationship with them, right. though. And yeah. if you don't, if you're not relatable with them, then it can go left. Yeah, it can go left. Right. So you have to. It's it's a thin line you gotta walk. But if you had that relationship, they'll do anything that you want them to do. But if you don't, they gonna turn up on you all the time. I see it every day. Mm. So it all depends. Cause they be like, why they act like this with you? But when they with me, they act like this. I can't tell you what to do in your room. Whatever you do when you close your door, that's what you do. Right. So. And so that attitude is what, though? Like, that attitude is like, I'm just here to get my check and that's yeah. it? And yeah. that don't help. No. Because you got to be relational with these kids. You got to. You got and so to. you was talking about um, the, the PTA and the, and, the, and the parents, you know, having that. Because I know where I'm at now with, with, with the little one, I mean, they literally send us emails. Mm-hmm. We got an app. Mm-hmm. You know, if she talking in class, we can see it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you know, she get a point for you know all this oh, other stuff. Class, that was, that, there yeah. you go. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was new to it, so I, I I got on and was looking. It was like, oh, she was good today. Oh, she did it. Oh, she talking. And so it's just like for the younger generation, they got it. I ain't gonna say they got it made, but somebody has you know rethought mm-hmm. teaching in my mind. Mm-hmm. Like because when they pull up, when we pull up to drop them off at school. We we don't take them in the building. Yeah, somebody. Yeah, you know the the, the administrators come mm-hmm. out. Good morning, how you doing? And they give these kids this empowerment to get out of the car. They know where they gotta go mm-hmm. in the class. They know where their classroom is, mm-hmm. and they give them this empowerment early to kind of be their little selves, right. right? And so somebody somebody had rethought this yeah. this teaching thing, right? So I'm like, how do we? I mean, I know these kids are already, you know, you know, ten, eleven, twelve, mm-hmm. or you know, eight, nine, ten. How do we re- rethink education and give them? Because they still got to change. Right. I mean, even though they're they're not you know um, as young as my daughter. My daughter's six, mm-hmm. but I feel like they still got a shot still, though. Yeah. If we can rethink how we how we manage them. Right. And it's funny they do that at my school too. When they get off the bus, everybody know which way they go get their breakfast. They go do this. They go do that. Change the uniform if you need to, and they go to class. But it's funny in my class, like I have 12 year olds who are 30 year olds mentally. And then I have 12 year olds who are still like five. They still play with dolls and they watch cartoons. And it's funny when I talk to the parents, I can tell who has a parent and who just lives with adults. Mm. And that's the difference. Like I have a few girls in my room. I can tell they live with adult women who do adult things because they come to school with lashes and lipstick mm. and wigs on in the sixth grade with wigs. wearing wigs and tracks and I'm just like, okay. I see what's going on over is, here. Do, do y'all have a policy on what kids can wear to school? I mean, they have a it... uniform. We don't have a hair situation. Wow. No, but they come with lashes and 
red lipstick and I say, okay, I can't do nothing about the lashes, but we're going to take the red lipstick off. We're not going to wear that. And they get a little attitude to call their mother. Go ahead, call her. I'll tell her I took the lipstick off. So right. it's just like, it's hard to decipher who is an adult and who is a child because they all look grown because mm. they eat McDonald's and curry out every day. And so. all that shit that's in the food. Yeah. Got them looking like grown women. But mentally, we 12, but y'all dressing these little girls like they 40 and right. they come to school. It's just it's just weird with the parent situation. Mm. I, I don't know. <laughs> and so, so, and so you, you, do you think that it, it could be something done with the parents where they can collectively um, have like a like a goal with the child so that way they can be more in tune to what's going on, like give them some type of incentive to, to, to be as involved with the child? Well, at my old school, um, we did have like this parent university that we did, like on Saturdays the parents can come and we can show them how to help them with their homework, how to navigate the internet, because some of our parents don't, know how to do don't that. even know how to get on yeah. the internet. All they know how to do is use their phone. So it's just like... Certain things that your child is doing on the internet, you have no clue about. So we were showing them how to do that, where to buy uniforms from, how to wash your clothes. Because some parents didn't even know how to wash clothes properly. Kids would come to school with their clothes looking a mess. And the parents mm. like, oh, I didn't know, you know, it had to be washed. Like, things like what? that. That What? <laughs> <laughs> the parents, some parents just <laughs> don't have that, like. Oh my god. Understanding that you have to actually take care of this person. Like we have a washer and dryer at our school. We have a lady at our school every day that does who washes the children's uniforms before they go home. So it's just like some parents just don't have that way for all that I have to actually take care of this person and you know. Mm. (laughs) I think I mean that has to be difficult, man. Being a teacher, I mean, just based on what I'm hearing, some of the stuff that I see. Some of the teachers that I talked to, I mean, um, I, I, I went to school, uh, I went to college with a lot of um, friends who are now teachers. Mm-hmm. And so when that video um, popped up, a, a lot of stuff on social media, I tend not to touch because I don't want to, I don't want to have that discussion too much. And then I don't want to voice my opinion because I know my, I know my opinion is my opinion, but everybody don't see it mm-hmm. the way I see it. And I feel like everybody got a different lens. So, you know, just like. We had the um, the off air conversation, you know, about respect. I just feel like I, you know, that's just the way I feel about it. A lot mm-hmm. of people don't feel about it that right. way, you know, in terms of respect. But I don't mean like switch up the respect where you giving this child all this empowerment right. and respect. No, I'm just saying just a mutual respect so that way you can get that bond, get that relationship. Mm-hmm. So that way, if you do need this child to do something, you've been respectful to him. Mm-hmm. They've been respectful to you. Now you can kind of. Build that bond middle, right. and go from there. And even with the parent, I mean, even when right. the parent come to class, the, the the child is more respect. Oh, oh, mom, this is my teacher. Yeah. And so now that res- mutual respect, because right. they like, oh, so you got her talking like this. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. we talked in class and did it. So and and it's, that's gone. Right. That is gone. It is gone. And it's like these kids. I'm gonna say kids that get these degrees now, and they coming to school, and what they come to school with they wigs and yeah. they lashes and they tight outfits. Right. I mean, I'm, I remember um. It was a teacher, and she was on the internet, um, and kind of <laughs> found out she was a fashion model. She was yeah. a model or something for IG, yeah. and she was wearing these tight-fitted outfits, cool. yeah. and everybody was like, oh, well, I don't see what the problem is. And I'm like, I mean, even as a male, and I'm going to just be honest, even as a male, I'm never going to miss her class. Right. I'm always going to be in her class, putting that apple on her desk. <laughs> God damn it. 
Miss Parker. Right. So it's like, I mean, when the, when the kids see that, then now they like, okay, if the little boys is watching her, if we come to school like that, then they, they can watch us. Them. And that's right. not what we supposed to be in school mm-hmm. doing. We supposed to be focused on history. And then I was mad that I found out that they took DC history out of school. school. What the fuck is that? No, they don't learn about that city. What? At all. I mean, I don't, I don't. They know what war they live in. That's about it. Like their zip code, like zip codes, they have no clue. They know. I live by 7D. Okay, so you know what ward you live in. But you don't know your zip code. Like, you don't know no landmark. Like, where do you live? Oh, I live on Alabama Avenue. Where? Like, what? where? What's what? the landmark? Oh, I don't know. By the store. By the carryout. Come on, y'all. They have no clue. Like, once they get off that school bus and they go to their house or their building. That's it. That's it. That's sad. And, I mean, even when I was growing up, I used to talk to guys and, when I used to tell them that I would go to New York and mm-hmm. go to Florida and stuff, they'd be like, you went where? Right. And so I remember talking to a guy. He was like, man, Slim, I ain't even been down East over yet. Right. What? East over is right. It's down the street. Right, right here, Slim. Right. What you talking about? You ain't, mm-hmm. that, ain't the, that ain't the type of mentality we need to have, mm-hmm. man. Because even when I tell them where I live, they be like, that's far. It's really not that far. <laughs> it's, it's really not. It's not that far. But, but that's just that mindset. Their mindset. That is Crazy. They don't leave their their neighborhood, their block, their their apartment complex. It's like this is it. Once they get off that school bus, that's crazy. So what do you? So what do you? What do you think? What do you think the outcome of this teacher is going to be at Lago? What you think the outcome going to be? Other, I mean, other they they've already charged her and all that. Right. But what do you? I mean, do you think? Do I mean? Because even now that because I didn't know when you said the girl spit on her. Mm-hmm. Do you think? That the young lady needs to be reprimanded in any way? I think something needs to happen to both. Because at that point, hmm, I think something needs to happen to both. But you, you a teacher, so mm-hmm. let's let's base it off. Let's base it off if it was you and it happened to you. I mean, I I, I don't want to sit here and say that you would, because I think you would have. I mean, I think you would have smashed Shawty, but. I mean that's just me. That's just me. I think that was a big girl. She yeah, big girl. but still, I mean, um, if you if you got hands, yeah, yeah. you ain't got stepping. <laughs> and you could tell Charlotte she was like hanging on her back. Yeah. I was like, dang, what's she doing? I think something needs to happen to both of them because if you spit on me, that is an assault. Like you bump me, like you. The child hit her first, in my opinion. Like the bump was unnecessary, but she didn't have to take it there. But. She was fed up. I get it. But I, she's definitely going to lose her job. But I've known teachers who hit students before and they've got another teacher job. So it's... How does that happen, though? I mean, do, do they do they take your credentials and then you just go get them in another district? Or how does that work? Okay, so if you so if you were in D.C. and they took your credentials in D.C., you can move to Maryland. Possibly. And then get yeah. your credentials again but in Maryland. But she just made the news. Everything don't make the news. Yeah. So it's like... Mm, yeah, because um, people in New York hit me up like Slim. That's how y'all going in right. PG. I'll be like Slim. I, I didn't. I didn't go to school in Maryland. Slim. So, I mean, it's sex offenders. Sex offenders who work in school. So go figure. Is is what now? Sex offenders who how, work. How in does school. that happen? I don't know. It's be on the news all the I time. I thought that they one of their requirements was not mm-hmm. to be able to be a certain but amount of feet. But I on the news. Somebody sent me an article like three weeks ago. Somebody somewhere in Charles County it was a guy who was a sex offender. He was like the music teacher or something. I think I. S- and he was trying to sleep with the little girls or something, 
and it was a soccer. The guy at Duval last year. Yes. He was I trying remember to date that. one of the little girls on the basketball how team. Even, how, how does that fall through the cracks? Because you got to be registered. And, yeah. they, and they say sometimes the guys don't even register. No. Nah. How? I don't know. Is this an app that you can put on your phone where you can see how many sex offenders live oh, in I, your neighborhood? Oh, it's on my phone. Yeah. And I, and I ain't going to lie. I went on it. You know, I ain't going to lie. I took, I took some me time. <laughs> and I got on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about the first... Okay, because it asks you, you can put in your your zip code, mm-hmm. you can put in your city. Mm-hmm. So I just put in my zip code so it can kind of narrow down, right. you know, within a 25, 50 mile radius. So I put in my zip code, and I mean, when I say this thing lists names, addresses, birth dates, mm-hmm. I mean, nicknames, mm-hmm. their charges. Some have pictures. like you No, got they got see. pictures. Yeah. And- in my mother neighborhood, everybody don't have a picture. They tell you their address, but there's no picture. I get to the, like, you know, first page. I'm like, oh, damn. Look at this. And then, mind you, it's women, too. Uh-huh. So I'm first page, second page, third page. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait a minute. I'm starting to see dudes that I recognize. Yeah. Whether they went to school with my brother, went to school with me. I'm like, wait. And then fourth page. I'm like, wait, wait, mm-hmm. wait. What? And I mean, charges. Right. Like some real, you know, I'm I'm 30, but I'm banging 15 years. Like what? Mm-hmm. That don't make sense to me. Right. Makes no sense that you in the school system. How does that even I don't happen? Know how that happens, but stuff like that happens every day. Oh my god. So she probably, I mean, she's definitely gonna lose her job, but I don't, she might not. I don't know. Depends right. on what they say happened before. We didn't see the whole thing. Yeah, because so you, those, you know they don't ever show us the whole yeah. video. So all those kids and they have to either. Side with the teacher or side with the student. So give me a, give me a final thought of what you think um, education should look like, just from a professional standpoint, in like the next two or three years to help these kids get out of the get out of the rut that they're in now. Like, what kind of procedures and things do you think could happen? Or just give me one thing that you think would help these kids get them back on track. And I mean, unless 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 hold the teachers accountable to it. I would say um, for the two, the students that I work with, um, less focus on pen and paperwork and more focus on trades and getting a job. Not everybody not gonna be a rapper. Everybody not gonna be LeBron James. So what are you gonna do after that? Like have more schools like Phelps, mm-hmm. like Dunbar. They trying to do the whole. Um, trade thing mm-hmm. i think that's what the city needs not like everybody not built for school college. traditional school right college mm-hmm. so what are they going to do once they graduate right. so i think if we had even in the elementary school like everybody not built to be in school for seven hours a day so we had morning classes where they got math and reading in the afternoon you learn how to cut hair you learn how to work on cars even sixth seventh eighth grade like some of them need that. Because you, you can't be teaching all day. Yeah, no. Like. No. Because, I mean, even for my daughter in them school, I think their school day ends at, like, I want to say between 12.30 and 1. Right. They're done with school. Right. I think around 1.30, 2 o'clock, they just straight abdicate. Right. It's just but they, but, but it's a enrichment. Right. Little, you know, where they go in there, teach them, you know, French or whatever right. little stuff that they got in. But at least... It's an option. Yeah. Like, Gianna, you want to, um, no, I'm going to do around. this. Exactly. And then that's cool. But at least it's in a closed environment, right. though. But I just. From eight to three, if they just sitting there with a pencil and paper, that don't work. 
and then homework one. every night. Every night we oh gotta give homework every God. night. Every night, except I, Friday, gotta give homework every night. I mean, night. I listen. I, Fridays I wasn't doing work anyway. I played football, so Fridays you already know I ain't even coming to class. They don't do homework because they take it home, and then mother and father don't know how to do it, or grandma don't know how to do it, or whoever is at home don't know how to do it. So it's not getting done. So should we? So should we take? So should we take the phones away? Should we take? Internet, Wi-Fi access out of the school, like, like, is that something that that could be done? Or I mean, because I know a Baloo, one of the um, administrators did was like last year they they was taking the they was taking the phones away from the kids. We take phones in the morning. But it, they got so much flack from the parents and what if I got an emergency? What if I need to call my child? Mm-hmm. I'm like, the, I'm like, hold on, the parents are actually mm-hmm. fighting to have the kids to have the phone. They was yeah. like, Kevin, we had to get the phones back. Yeah, we take phones every morning. Um, so the kids that, that, that I take their phones from, I will text their parent and say, I have your child's phone. If you need to contact them, call me. Mm. So I do have parents that call me during the day. Can I talk to such and such? Here, talk to your mother. But I have their phone. It's no need for you to have your phone right now. Right. Nobody call me. What, what's going on? Right. But, yeah, we get cussed out every day about a phone. I need my phone. I need this. I need that. But they take their phones and they go in the bathroom and they record each other fighting. They kissing, they doing whatever wow. to put on the internet, and then there's a whole bunch of drama off of that. Like that's the one reason why we took the phones because they were fighting in the bathroom, fighting in the hallway, they recording mm. it, putting it on Instagram, they air dropping photos and fights to each other doing class. That's crazy. It's I couldn't do it. I mean, I, I commend <laughs> you. I wouldn't be able to do. It. I don't think I'd be able to do it because somebody asked me about a month ago what I what I think about working in the school system, mm-hmm. like just from a you know, not from a volunteer standpoint, but actually being somebody in the school that, and I said, I would have to think about it. I yeah. said, because I feel like the way these little girls are, you know, as fast as they are, right? And mm-hmm. then, you know, I know me, I'm personable. Mm-hmm. You know, I would be um, nice, right? but I think they would take, take it the it wrong back. way, yeah. right? And then with the little boys, you know, coming mm-hmm. out their mouth crazy, I would have to go somewhere in the corner and breathe before right. I'd be like, Slim, look at it. <laughs> Because I already know if I say Slim instead of your name, it's gonna be awesome. automatically you don't even know where I'm coming from. Right. Like if I normally call your name, but you say something, I'd be like Slim, and that, you ain't even gonna catch that. So I was like, I don't. I was like, I gotta think about. it. I don't know. I said I gotta give it to these teachers, man, because they really go through a lot. And when I saw this video, I was just like, damn, I gotta grab me a teacher and find out what's really good, <laughs> man, because this. This is crazy, and I know this ain't gonna be the last conversation. No. I know this is not gonna be the last incident, Mm-mm. but I felt like I just wanted at least, you know, get a perspective of, of what it looks like and, and kind of, you know, the the leadership right. of, of of District of Columbia because it's just not what, you know, I'm not gonna say when I graduated elementary school I had a, you know, like I was the what they call it valid valedictorian. Mm-hmm. I, that was that wasn't me. Right. It just wasn't. I ain't even take school pictures. Mm-hmm. Even when I was in high school, they be like, Kevin, you ain't in a yearbook. I didn't. I was hustling, dog. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's just keep it 100. I was, oh, you're not going on the class trip? The Florida? Mm-hmm. I'm in the Florida, Slim. I'm about to get this money while y'all right. in Florida, man. So it's just a different mindset overall of where, how we grew up and where we mm-hmm. are. But with this with this social media age mm-hmm. and the internet and just, like, the, the the lack of respect between the what's going on at home and then the kids bringing to school, it's got to be rough on y'all. Yeah, it's rough. It's got to be rough, it's man. Rough. So... I appreciate you taking some time, man, because yeah. I just, I just, I don't know. I mean, I think it's going to be an on, ongoing discussion, and I'm not sure. I mean, I'm definitely going to look it up and see 
what happens to this teacher because I mean Lago High School, of course, when everybody saw Lago, everybody was like zoned in. Right. I'm talking about barbershops, grocery stores, <laughs> everywhere I've been for the last maybe four days, they everybody been talking about, been talking it. about mm-hmm. it. And I mean everybody got a, a okay. difference of opinion, right? Mm-hmm. But for the most part, everybody's opinion it is, you know, from a lot of the people that I've talked to, first thing they went to was what's going on at home. Right. Not at school. Yeah. Not automatically condemning the teacher. What is going on at home, right? Because yeah. that that quick snippet of the video, like like everybody was saying, they looked at it, and everybody was like, "Nah, this ain't this not right. This right. not this wasn't no wham bam just one time. That Friday, she something, turn up. Something nah. been happening. Something yeah, been something happening. Happened. And I just I just feel bad for a lot of the teachers because once that build up happens, I mean, who knows? Yeah. I mean, it's teachers that's in Texas. I think right now that they are. Um, um, certifying them and training them to have guns in schools. We were just talking about that the other day. That's like, <clears throat> what, like where they do that at? You so so if you having a bad day, mm. you getting a divorce from your husband, mm-hmm. you go to class, one of these little whippers never say something crazy. It's like, come on, man, we what are we doing, man? Yeah. Guns in school. And then I was talking to my coworker before we closed. I was talking to my coworker, and he was saying how his um, concern is. He got a son and a daughter that go to a school, and they are in second grade, and they're doing active shooter drills. Yeah, we had lockdown drill two weeks ago. I mean, six and seven years old, Mm -hmm. active shooter drills. And then, just so happens, we had this conversation. He come to work. He was like, Kevin, I said, I already know. Mm -hmm. The the shooting in California. I said that's this is crazy. Yeah, they teaching them how to protect themselves in school. They you know what I mean? That's get away from the windows. Be quiet. Yeah. It's <laughs> I, like I say. I, I like I say. I don't think I'd be able to do it. I don't think I'd be able to do it. So I commend you, man. I really do. I, you know, I mean, on, on so many different levels. I mean, volunteer and coming to talk to the kids right. is one thing because I can come and talk and, 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 and then leave. Right. When I leave, y'all still gotta be there to you right. know. But if, if I can if I can do anything, like if I can come to your school, <laughs> if I can, you know, come and talk to the kids, I mean, I'm willing to do that as well. I just hope I ain't got to do no background check and all that because, I mean, I feel like I want to help, you know. I want to do my part and try to be an impact. But if you're going to block me just because I'm, I'm not a perfect person or I got a pass, like From who, 20 years how, ago. how are we going to help the kids? Right. I mean, and we the ones that really know what's good. Exactly. You would want us in the building to see what's up. Right. So... I try to tell kids all the time, man, that you know your past, and you know how you how you interact now, and how you start building your own little character is is what's gonna follow you through life. Mm-hmm. I was like, even when you die, your character is what lives on. People mm-hmm. when they remember you, they be like, oh, that's my man. I remember my man. Mm-hmm. That's character. Whether it's good or bad, whether right. it's oh, that was a bitch ass nigga. That yeah. was your character. But if your character True. was upright and you know you was a good dude, they remember you for that. So I'm like, I'm that's what I'm trying to base a lot of my energy on is the character because I feel like when we in school you can't be one way and then go in the community and be a different way right exactly you can't go to school and be like yes man thank you man oh no problem but then leave the school be like you dumb bitch yeah like, you know that that you you it's a it's a it's a mix up there right. like we can't do that so we got more of you know this versus that I mean I used to hate when teachers say that you this or that what is it this <laughs> or that I be like what does that even mean this or that what does that even mean so um, I just think that I want to be helpful um, and, I, and I'm, you know, again, if, if there's anything I can do to come up, you know, to the school and talk or whatever, I got some homies that's willing to do it too. Okay. I mean, not, not not just one time. I mean, we can do it as much as, you know, the school to be willing. Because I'm okay. like, if I can get in the building and just talk to the kids, I'm pretty sure I can give them some dialogue and they'd be like, 
Oh damn! Yeah, it's not. It's not a game, right. and I'm not. And I mean, just give me the permission to be like, yeah, to freely. Oh, I mean, yeah, not necessarily that. curse words yeah. or all that, but just freely, you know, talk to them because yeah. I think that's what they need to hear. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I would definitely let you know. I'll ask tomorrow. I'll let you know. All right. So again, thank you for letting me um get some of your time, y'all. Listen, I mean, we can't automatically judge these kids. We can't automatically judge these teachers. I mean, because we do not know. What's the end all be all? We not at school. She just mentioned seven hours out of the day. We don't know what's going on, so we can't automatically quit, be quick to assume and say what's going on. So let's not be quick to assume. We will watch this case and see what's going on. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that she don't lose her job because we don't totally know what's going on. But I'm hoping that they mend this situation, and I definitely want to find out if this girl actually did spit on this teacher to find out what's going to happen to her as well. So, it's the six, man. I appreciate y'all stopping by tonight. And like I always tell y'all, be easy and be better than you were yesterday. Peace. Japur's Clothing is a new stylish black-owned brand established in 2016. They explore unfamiliar territories in the clothing industry by tailoring their Euro Street vibe into their entire product line to enrich their vision to their customers and all of their clients. In a world where you can be anything, Japuris says, be you, be versatile. Japuris clothing can also be found at www.shopjapurisclothing.com. Com. And Japaris Clothing is also an official partner of this show. Real Talk with the Six Man. Japaris, be you, be versatile.